2: Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Aaron Hawksworth, PJ Glasser with you on this Thursday. So before we get to some MLB MVP odds, we got to take a look at the Bucks because on the heels of Tom Brady's retirement and Blaine Gabbard is set to become a free agent, that leaves former second-round pick out of Florida, Kyle Trask to be the signal caller in Tampa Bay. I really don't know much about the guy. I mean, we're just seeing the tweets that the news um, broke out that the Buccaneers offensive coordinator who came over from Seattle is announcing that, hey, we're gonna roll with Kyle Trask. It's not the sexiest move. Um, no. Doesn't If I'm a Bucs fan, I might be a little worried. What do you think? What is your initial reaction, PJ, to this news?
1: yeah so trask he had a great year that one season at florida his senior year when dan mullen was the coach kyle pitts was the tight end Kadarius tony was the wide receiver they made it to the sec title game against bama and lost that year but he's been learning under brady all these years he knows the system he has a rapport with those receivers um and the nfc south isn't great as we know like you look at the quarterbacks around the rest of that division We'll see if the Saints end up getting somebody. We'll see if the Falcons maybe can land Lamar. Panthers are kind of in the same boat. Maybe they give Matt Corral a shot at quarterback. So I think the Bucks kind of look at the landscape of their division and say, you know, the other three teams really don't have great quarterbacks. So maybe we give mm-hmm. Kyle Trask uh, a shot, see what he has. He's been a guy that's been in our organization for three years now. And, uh, and exactly. see, what he's, see what he's got, you know?
2: And maybe he'll surprise us. You just never know. Maybe he was learning from Tom Brady, and yep. he, you've got to think they they know what they have in him. Um, so that's interesting. The other thing that's interesting is what the Jets were telling Derek Carr. So we've heard, oh, is Aaron Rodgers going to go to New York and play with the Jets? Is it going to be Derek Carr? <laughs> I don't know. where the Jets? It sounded like a little over the top that he would be a Hall of Famer if he came and played here. Like, they were doing a nice sell job, but what does that mean for Aaron Rodgers as well? What was your take on the reports of what was coming out of that conversation between Derek Carr and the New York Jets?
1: My takeaway from it is that Zach Wilson really messed up that organization, and they are desperate for a quarterback, that they're willing to tell Derek Carr that if you come here, you can be a Hall of Famer. I like Carr more than most. I do worry about where he lands though because I really do think that cold weather is a big issue for him. I think New Orleans is a good fit because it's in a dome. Every year you'll play at least nine games a year in a dome because you also have the game in Atlanta. You play at Tampa every year so that likely is going to be a nice weather game so right there off the bat if you go to New Orleans you have 10 games most likely where you don't have to worry about the weather. You go to the Jets, you know, you got to play Buffalo and New England. You got to play in some of the cold cities in the AFC. So I, I I, see where the Jets are coming from because they need a quarterback. That franchise has just been searching and searching for a franchise guy. And they just have come up empty. They haven't been able to land it. Carr's been a good quarterback in this league. He had a shot at winning that MVP that one year before he got injured, right before the playoffs for the Raiders. He's never had a good defense So uh, you know, I think the Jets are just building up his ego a little bit, knowing that Derek Carr would be such an improvement from what they've had really over the last decade. That uh, I think you know they're hoping that they can sign him. And then as as for Aaron Rodgers, you know they got Nathaniel Hackett there, which I think is their big sell piece. Oh, you get to reunite with your former offensive coordinator. Look at all these young pieces we have: Garrett Wilson at receiver, Brees Hall at running back. We have this great defense. But like you said, Aaron, does Aaron Rodgers really want to follow in the shadow of Brett Favre? I mean, it's it's a good point you bring up because he strikes me as a guy that probably doesn't want to.
2: Yeah, I just think he's got an ego and wants to do his own thing. And he doesn't want to keep living in the shadow of Brett Favre. And that would just be so weird if he ended up with the Jets, like the same thing. That Favre did. Let's look ahead at these MLB MVP odds and start in the NL. So we've got Juan Soto plus 550 as the favorite. Mookie Betts nine to one. Fernando Tatis Jr. ten to one. Paul Goldschmidt ten to one. Acuna ten to one. Machado twelve to one. Trey Turner twelve to one, and then Nolan Arenado also at twelve. To one so this is interesting it where who would you put your money on and then also where do you think there's some value
1: so personally i'm i'm really surprised that juan soto is like this heavy of a favorite i'm not surprised that he's the yeah. favorite but i'm a little shocked that the drop off from soto at plus 550 to mookie bets all the way down to plus 900 is that big of a gap Soto didn't have that great a year last year. He only bat 242. Now, he did draw 135 walks, and teams were really, you know, especially on the Nationals, where there's not much around him. They didn't want him to beat them, and that's probably why the numbers are what they are. There's no denying how great Soto is. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league, and there's a reason why he's this heavy a favorite to win the National League. But I actually like one of his teammates. I don't like Tatis Aaron, but I like Manny Machado. Big reason is because I just trust Manny to stay healthy the guys played 150 or more games in three of his last four years with the Padres he was always durable with the Orioles as well he bat 298 last season 32 home runs 102 RBIs he was just so great and now what they added in that order the fact you bring in Xander Bogarts the fact that Tatis is is going to come back you know last season teams could kind of pitch around Manny in spots now when they brought Soto over they couldn't do that as much but when Soto wasn't there they definitely knew that the one guy in that order they couldn't let beat him was Machado now up and down that San Diego Lord uh, order there's just boppers left and right so I think Machado is really gonna benefit he's gonna have a lot of opportunities to drive runners in with the guys ahead of him he's gonna have protection behind him so I uh, I-, I like Machado to win it you know, Goldschmidt won it last year. I don't think he'll win it again. Acuna is the guy who definitely has the talent to win it, but he's a guy I worry about with with his injury history. I don't know if he'll be able to stay healthy. Um, some guys I would watch as long shots are Matt Olson from the Braves at 25 to one. He came over last season, had a great second half, and I think he's primed to have a really big year. And then Pete Alonso at fourteen to one. You know, down year form a little bit last year, but Pete's the kind of guy who can hit 50-55 home runs, put himself in the conversation. So those would be a couple guys I would watch. But I do like Mady Machado in the National League. That would be my play for NL MVP.
2: I'd like to bring on BetQL MLB analyst Jake Hassan to get his thoughts. I know you're you've been high on the Dbacks. Would you? Where would you look? Um, you know.
0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: Not from the Diamondbacks, not yet. I mean, I'll be surprised. I mean, is it impossible? No, but it's not likely. I like the D-backs as a team. I like Zach Gallen as a Cy Young candidate a little bit, but nobody for MVP. Um, I mean, all my MVP, like there's nobody long shot that I think is super interesting. This is very top-heavy. If you're betting Fernando Tatis Jr. right now, though, you should be tarred and feathered. Like, what are we doing? The guy's going to miss the first month of the season. He's not going to be back till late April. And when he does, we don't know what it's going to look like. There's probably going to be some rust factor. Don't 10 to 1 for Tatis. I get it. We're all excited. He's going to be a star again, but don't bet him for MVP right now. There is somebody at 10 to 1 that I do think has value. I think he should be closer to that, you know, maybe that Mookie Betts type of price. Trey Turner at 12 to 1, which is surprising me because this was 10 to 1 last week and now it's 12 to 1. It's moving the opposite direction, which is surprising. Turner is going to be the guy in Philly and everybody's going to be watching the Phillies because they're the reigning NL champs. They were close to winning a World Series. You know, you could argue that series really could have gone either way. Obviously, the Astros won because they had better pitching, but Turner is has been in this race the last two years. He's a guy that could steal 60 bases, especially now with the new bases that are larger, and MLB trying to encourage more base stealing to make the game more exciting, because everybody knows base stealing leads to more excitement, I guess, for some reason. God, Manfred, you're the worst. But Turner can also hit 25 home runs and win a batting title, and if he's going to be the face of a Phillies team that's really exciting, and people are going to watch, and now he's not stuck on the West Coast either, so more people are going to be able to watch him in a very competitive Division with the Mets and with the Braves as well. I think Turner's gonna have a lot of value here because Bryce Harper's also gonna be out for most of, if not all of the first half, if not longer. They might hold him out until like August. So, Turner's gonna be the superstar. He's gonna be the guy that leads this team, you know, as far as they go, however far that is. So, Turner, I think this price is gonna drop a lot. He brings a lot of value as a hitter on average. Base dealer, He has power and in the field too. Like I know a lot of people don't look at defensive value for these type of MVP awards, but he's a really, really good shortstop as well. And it's a premium position. So that helps too. It's not like he's playing catcher or it's not like he's playing left field. Like he's playing a premium position. People are going to be watching him. So Trey Turner, 12 to one. I like him for MVP, someone a little bit farther down the board. PJ went with Alonzo. I don't hate the Mets angle. The Mets, obviously another team that people are really excited about, people think are a World Series contender. Francisco Lindor at 25-1 is crazy to me. This guy is one of the premier stars in all of baseball. They market him so much. Mr. Smile, he's the, like, people love him too. A generally likable guy. And, again, plays a premium position. This is a dude that was hitting 40 home runs for the Cleveland Guardians a couple years ago and stealing 30 bases. He's still doing that. It's just, we for some reason, Mets fans love to rag on him because he starts the season slow. He had a really good year last year. He finished ninth in MVP voting. And in, with the Guardians, he was finishing top 5 consistently. This is a guy that's going to be right there. 25-1 to one, seems too low. And I get it. Like Verlander and Scherzer, who A and B can never win because they're pitchers and they're 40. Can't win. So, those guys, I get it. Alonzo, I get it. But the time for hitters like Alonzo has passed. Like Guys like Alonzo don't win anymore. If you're not going to hit at least 280 with those 40 plus home runs, nobody cares. Everybody hits home runs. Literally, Kyle Schwarber can hit 220 and hit 60 home runs. He's not going to win. The time for guys like Alonzo to win MVP just is gone. It's not going to happen unless he boosts that average significantly now. Lindor, I think, is the guy. Like I I think 25 to 1 is an insane price for San Francisco Lindor. And uh, Wade down the board there isn't anyone like I'm not betting like Paul's guy keep Brian Hayes at 150 I'm not betting Tyler <laughs> at one. like it's just not worth it I think it's mostly at the top of the board Francisco Indoors is as far down the board I'm wi- willing to go
2: all right PJ what about on the AL side we've got Otani Judge Trout Julio Rodriguez Alvarez Vladdy and then Jose Maria Ramirez as some of the tops in the AL MVP odds. Anyone stand out to you there? Y-
1: yeah, I like Jordan Alvarez actually at 11 to 1. I know a bunch of people are going to gravitate towards Otani at plus 200, Judge plus 500, Trout plus 650. You know, those are the three biggest names in the sport, arguably. Otani's unbelievable. I mean, what he does pitching and hitting. I just worry about, can he stay healthy? Can he continue to do this? Aaron Judge isn't duplicating the year he did last year, so I don't like that one. And Mike Trout, look, Mike Trout at plus 650. I mean, that that is definitely intriguing. But Trout, th- these last three years, he played 53 games, 36, and 119. So he just hasn't been out there every day. Julio Rodriguez is going to be a very trendy pick amongst a lot of people, even though I think he is a superstar. It's just a little t- too trendy for me. And I was talking about it when I was, you know, handicapping Machado in the NL. Just the lineup that San Diego has. The Houston lineup is going to be ridiculous too. And I think Alvarez is going to benefit from that. He hits lefties well. He hits righties well. Hits for average. Hits for power. So I think this is a great year to buy in on Alvarez at 11 to one. I think there are some good sleeper plays as well. Adley Rutschman from the Orioles at 35 to one. We were talking with Jeremy Kahn yesterday. Joe yeah. Mauer's won it in the past. So there have been some catchers that won it. I think Adley might be worth a look. And a guy in his division, Wander Franco from Tampa. You know, Tampa, they're not the sexiest team. They don't have this big payroll. They don't have all these big-name superstars. But Franco is one of them, and uh, he could have a breakout year. So those two guys would be my long shots, but I do like Jordan Alvarez. Jake?
2: Jake?
3: I like Alvarez a lot. It's hard not to, especially when he's playing the field. When he was just a DH, there was no way he could win, but now they're throwing him in left field, giving him a chance. Jose Ramirez is just always going to be someone that I'm going to like and who's going to finish top five, and it feels like – It's it used to be the Paul Goldschmidt almost an MVP yearly award and it feels like it's now becoming the Jose Ramirez almost an MVP award every year. He's like so close every year and just can't get it. I feel like now Cleveland's going to be a little bit better than they were last year even i they won the division but still he's going to be that guy. I kind of like him. I can't quit Kyle Tucker. I love that guy. I just I can't quit him at 20 to 1. It's just the promise and the you know the potential is so tantalizing there. I probably will go end up going in. I so badly want to go Vinny Pasquantino, 250-1 to 1 from the Royals. Woo! I, I think, I mean, I can't do it because it's the Royals and they're terrible. I want to do it so badly because I love him. But I think next year will be the year for Vinny. Um, but, yeah, Ramirez and Tucker are my guys in the AL.
2: Love it. Never too early for some MLB MVP futures. Thank you so much for that. Jake and PJ, this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next, NBA props. Prop it or drop it next on the BetQL Network.